This episode is brought to you by Her Time. Do you struggle with bloating, cramping, or moodiness? The Her Time formula has been carefully and lovingly crafted to give your body the nutrients it needs to support and balance your monthly hormonal changes. It's suitable for women of all ages and stages of their life. Her Time assists the body to make the right amount of progesterone suitable for your body at its relevant stage. You can check us out on all social platforms at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or on our website at Mixers.com. Hey girls, welcome back to another Deep Dive Friday. This is Cody again, and I am just cannot believe that it's Friday already. I felt like this week just flew by and here we are. We're into spring and I hope that this season just kind of lasts a little bit longer. It seemed like winter lasted a really long time. Can we just hold on to spring? It's one of my favorite times of the year and I just hope that we get lots of time to enjoy the beauty that spring brings. But with that, I'm just so excited again to always have you here with me. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. This podcast is so much fun. I love getting on here and sharing some information that hopefully can be very helpful for you. And if you girls are following us on social media, you know that this past week I have been talking a lot about estrogen dominance. I talk about this subject because it is something that many of us deal with. It tends to be one of the main reasons that we are dealing with a lot of the symptoms that are debilitating, that you guys write in about, that you tell us that you're feeling. Um, So anything that's related to any kind of hormonal imbalance issue... A lot of times estrogen dominance has a little something to do with it. So that's what I wanted to do a deep dive on today. I know I have addressed this topic um, in previous episodes, but it's been a while. And I thought, you know what? I want to maybe share a little bit more information about it um, because I feel like, again, like I said, there's so many of us that are dealing with estrogen dominance and not necessarily understanding that that might be what we need to be focus on, focusing on and addressing rather than just thinking, I have PMS, I have anxiety, I have you know all of these other symptoms. So if you are struggling with things like that, like infertility, PMS, mood swings, or like weight gain, or even low libido, these are all things that we talk about on this podcast often. If so, you could be dealing with a hormone imbalance like estrogen dominance. Having high estrogen levels, which is known as estrogen dominance, that's what that means, is not only linked to a set of frustrating and uncomfortable symptoms, it also puts us at risk for a whole host of other chronic issues. So from fatigue and irritability to autoimmune conditions, thyroid dysfunction, and cancer, estrogen can wreak havoc on our body if it's not in proper balance with other reproductive hormones such as progesterone. And here's the hard truth. Estrogen dominance is at an all-time high. We're seeing high estrogen rates increase dramatically across the board in both women and men, across all of the age ranges too. It's not just something that we're seeing in women in their 40s that are in that perimenopausal stage. And the rates of cancers and chronic illnesses linked with estrogen dominance are also on the rise right along with it. So in this episode, there is so much I can talk about on this subject. So I didn't know exactly where I wanted to begin, but I 
do know that what I want to do is walk you through what estrogen dominance is and how you're exposed to xenoestrogens. And I want to share some simple nutrition and lifestyle changes that you can make to minimize your risk of estrogen dominance. I'll also cover how, of course, you can naturally clear your estrogen from your system and how you can maintain an optimal hormonal balance. That's the goal for all of us, right? I always love to give you girls action steps that you can start implementing right away. Now, most people think that estrogen is a female hormone, and in part, that's true. Estrogen is responsible for promoting the physical changes that women experience during puberty, like our breast growth, uh, maturation of the uterine lining, and regulation of our menstrual cycles. However, estrogen affects bodily functions for all genders. It increases good cholesterol. It helps to promote bone formation, giving those, us those good, strong bones well into our later years. And it helps to improve the collagen content in our skin, keeping our skin looking young and healthy as well as our joints. Um, in men, estrogen helps to develop sperm and maintain a healthy libido. So it's important for men too. When you experience estrogen dominance or you have high estrogen levels, whether that be due to lifestyle habits or if you've been exposed to xenoestrogens, all these processes and more are affected. Functional medicine believes that the rise in estrogen dominance is due largely to our exposure to xenoestrogens. Now, I keep mentioning that word. I, I'm sure many of you are familiar with it, but if you're not, xenoestrogens are individual chemicals that mimic the behavior of estrogens. They're everywhere in our modern environment. They're in our food, personal care products, they're in our furniture, and they're even in our clothes that we're wearing that have contact with our skin all times of the day. Um, from the water we drink to the food that we eat, we really are encountering a shocking number of these endocrine-disrupting xenoestrogens in the course of just a single day. We all naturally produce the hormone estrogen in our adrenal glands and stored fat tissue. But women also produce estrogen in their ovaries and men produce it in their testes. Estrogen is necessary for many important functions, such as childbearing, but also for keeping cholesterol in check, and like I mentioned before, in protecting our bone health. However, when our estrogen levels get all out of balance with our other hormones, what that can do is it can lead to estrogen dominance. We can experience a whole, like a number of issues when this happens, and both men and women may be affected. Now, obviously, most of you are women. I don't know if we have very many men, uh, people that are men, people, any men that are listening to this podcast. And if you are, thank you for tuning in because you're awesome because you're not only learning about women's health, um, but hopefully you're learning some things for you too. But anyhow, it affects both men and women. And it's something to just be aware of. There are a number of factors in addition to just environmental xenoestrogens, like I've mentioned, that contribute to high estrogen levels and estrogen dominance. Um, and I will talk about that actually in a bit. Um, but first, it's important to recognize what high estrogen looks like um, in both women and men. I'm going to talk about both. So with women, where we're going to notice it is 
when we experience like kind of unexplained weight gain, especially if we're seeing it in our hips, in our waist, and in our thighs, okay, that is a true sign right there that estrogen is dominant, that it is higher than maybe the other sex hormones in our body. Also, if you are experiencing menstrual problems such as light or heavy bleeding, or if you're experiencing PMS, or if you've got um, fibrocystic breasts, uterine fibroids, if you have that fatigue, that really like bone tired feeling, you know, every single day, um, if you've lost your sex drive or you have low libido, right? But also if you are experiencing depression or anxiety, and I think a lot of times we think that these symptoms are the things that we need to be addressing, but we kind of don't go one step further, like a little deeper layer and realize that really the underlying cause of a lot of these issues, um, and I'm not saying it's the only cause, but one of the common causes is estrogen dominance. So if you are dealing with anxiety, don't just think about you need to deal with anxiety. You need to think about what's going on hormonally and could this be an issue? So I want you to kind of tune in. Um, if there's one of those little you know, symptoms that showed up are showing up for you, maybe kind of pay attention and see if you can um, implement some of the things I'm going to talk about today and see if that can help. Um, men also, if when they are dealing with estrogen dominance, they it'll show up at them with enlarged breast tissue they're, they're also going to experience um, sexual dysfunction and they will also be prone to infertility. When the symptoms associated with high estrogen are not addressed and then your estrogen dominance kind of goes unregulated, you become increasingly more at risk for a host of serious conditions. By far the biggest risk associated with, with estrogen dominance is hormone-dependent cancer. These cancers include breast cancer, um, uterine and ovarian cancers in women, and prostate cancer in men. Breast cancer specifically is more rampant than ever. And in fact, when I heard this um, new statistic, this is something that's been updated over the last couple of years, I was shocked. Did you know that one in eight women will get breast cancer in her lifetime? So that's just a little scary. And if we can, hopefully, if, if I can help share some of this information and others can start sharing this information and we start implementing some of these natural um, strategies, I really hope that that um, statistic can change again and for the better. All right. Hormonal cancel, cancers are associated with stored fat, which produces the most potent form of estrogen, which is called estradiol. This type of harmful estrogen is more difficult for our body to detoxify, um, and that leads to more of it circulating, you know, more of that estrogen circulating, and it also leads to more of the what is considered like a bad estrogen metabolite. In some autoimmune conditions also, estrogen dominance can enhance the inflammatory response of the immune system, and then this response increases the antibodies that attack your body's own tissues. So, however, it's not it's not entirely a clear cut issue um, when it comes to autoimmune conditions. Estrogen actually can sometimes help protect against some autoimmune conditions, such as multiple sclerosis or MS. Uh, it seems that it's the the sharp fluctuations in estrogen levels, uh, such as those that happen around childbirth and menopause, that contribute to autoimmunity types of estrogens in your system and whether they are your natural hormones 
or the synthetic xenoestrogens that exist in our environment also factor into the equation. There is also evidence that men's higher levels of testosterone provide some protection for autoimmunity that can accompany estrogen dominance. Because uh, women tend to be more susceptible to estrogen dominance, I feel like this helps explain why autoimmune conditions are so much more common among women. Estrogen dominance increases levels of thyroid binding globulin. That's We shorten that to TBG because that's a mouthful. But TBG is a protein that allows your thyroid hormones to travel through your bloodstream. It kind of carries that thyroid hormone. It's like the little boat that your thyroid hormone travels through your bloodstream on. When thyroid hormones are attached to TBG, they remain inactive. In this case, though, your thyroid hormones can't be stored in your tissues or then converted to their active form in order to fuel your body and metabolic processes, okay? So this has a huge effect on your metabolism, which has an effect on your weight, okay? So you can see how this estrogen dominance kind of just messes with a lot of stuff, right? Um, Estrogen dominance also, which I think is interesting because I know there's a lot of you girls that are dealing with this, but it also plays a factor in candida overgrowth. Um, Research shows that exposing candida to estrogen actually increases its virulence. It kind of gives it more power. So this is why women uh, that are taking birth control or traditional hormone replacement therapy they tend to show high estrogen levels and they tend to show that they are more susceptible to yeast infections. Conventional medicine tells us that it's your lifelong exposure and the total amount of estrogens that pose a problem and that cause cancer. For instance, I don't know if you guys know this, um, if you started your period at a young age or you had children late in life or not at all, then it used to be thought that you would be at a higher risk. However, That's not entirely true. It's really what your lifelong exposure to bad metabolites of estrogen um, that increases your cancer risk. So let me explain. So your liver, let's go to the liver. I always talk about how important that liver is. Our liver metabolizes estrogen through three different pathways, okay? So imagine just picture your liver in your mind and imagine there's three little trails. There's three little paths, right? And one of those paths is more ideal to take, okay? So depending on the path, um, either estrogen will be converted into good metabolites or it will be converted into bad metabolites. Now, the path that is the best, it's the most ideal, is called the 2-hydroxy metabolic pathway. And it's considered good as because it has the lowest risk. If, if our estrogen goes down that path, it has the lowest risk for cancer and other problems. But the other two paths, um, which are called 16-hydroxy and 4-hydroxy, those pathways are considered bad. They're associated with higher risks of breast cancer. Using the 2-hydroxy pathway, the the good pathway, your body produces good estrogen metabolites. These support healthy moods. This is what supports healthy libido, um, healthy breast tissue, and healthy reproductive health. When your body is converting too many of your hormones and then using the 16-hydroxy and 4-hydroxy pathways, you may start to feel like you're experiencing 
symptoms of estrogen dominance, such as like irritability, uh, moodiness, vaginal dryness, PMS, you know, all of the things. You're also at a higher risk at developing cancer. So we really want to avoid those those pathways as much as possible. Now, uh, too bad we're not like in there directing traffic, right? It would be so nice if we could be. But what we can do to help direct traffic is to implement some of the things that I'm going to be sharing today in this episode, okay? Um, so I just want to give you guys a base on so you're understanding kind of what's going on with the body, understanding what estrogen is, what estrogen dominance means, and all of that. Um, so hopefully you'll understand that, get a good grasp on that, and then be ready to kind of hear about what's the solution. All right. So it's not it's not about just our total estrogens. It's really about our total estrogen metabolites. Nutritional status, our liver health, uh, stress, diet, and sleep all determine which of our metabolic pathways are used. So you know how I was saying how we could direct traffic? It's all of those things, nutrition, liver health, stress, diet, sleep. Those are the traf- traffic cops, okay? They're they're determining which path um, our toxins and our uh, estrogen and everything's going to take, okay? But there are some things that kind of get in the way, all right? So gene mutations such as COMT and MTHFR, um, you've maybe heard of those. I think um, a lot of you have written into us about you have found out through genetic testing that you have the MTHFR uh, gene mutation. These things can also impair our ability to methylate. Okay. So methylate is the process that's happening in our liver. Um, and then also our liver helps us to then detoxify. Those are the two main things that our liver helps us to do. These gene mutations can kind of get in the way. Um, there's also a number of environmental and lifestyle factors, um, that I can describe that also contribute to estrogen dominance. So every day, like I kind of mentioned, we are under constant attack by environmental toxins that lead to the creation of bad estrogen metabolites. Hormone mimicking xenoestrogens combined with our diet and our lifestyle habits can all contribute to estrogen dominance. So this is where the power's in our hand, all right? Because those are things that Some of it we can't control, but a lot of it we can. By far, one of the biggest sources of estrogen dominance is our modern diet. That's something that we actually have so much control over. Commercially raised animals um, that are injected with growth hormones to make them grow big and strong and be fast and, you know, increase the most milk and all of that. These hormones make their way into the food that we're eating. And they can disrupt our own natural hormone balance. Plus, the pesticides, the herbicides, and fungicides, they're all found on conventional produce too. So our fruits and vegetables, they're also known to be endocrine disruptors that interfere with our natural hormone activity and also that metabolism process that I just was describing. While they may only exist in small quantities on individual fruits and vegetables, the cumulative effect quickly adds up. The long-term effect hasn't really been studied enough to determine exactly how this could lead to estrogen dominance, but we know that it does. Also, not just our food, uh, but also our water has become a cause of estrogen dominance. Um, This is because of the heavy pollution that we're surrounded with, um, with all kinds of like hormone disrupting compounds in this pollution, including, you know, the pesticides and the fertilizers and things that go on our lawns and in our gardens. 
Um, they're synthetic and, and also natural estrogens from livestock and also like uh, people's prescription medications that sometimes they kind of flush down the toilet or whatever. All of these things kind of go downstream and end up in our water supply. So just be aware of that um, because I feel like we need water and I'm always going to encourage you to drink lots of water, but we do need to be aware that like just regular old tap water isn't going to cut it. It's not safe. It's not something that we should be drinking much of. um, And it is definitely contributing to our estrogen dominance issue. An unknown number of industrial chemicals from chemical plant runoffs and also like the disposal of plastics and chemicals in our landfills, all of that kind of breaks down and then makes its way just down the chain, right, into our into our water supply. Um, that's something to definitely look out for. Synthetic and natural estrogens from livestock. Um Prescription medications, all of that found in, is found in our water. And you can get a lot of times you can get this report um, if you go on to your city's um, water website and just kind of learn. A lot of times they, they have to list the things that are found in the water. And I bet there's a lot more in there than you probably realized. So knowledge is power, right? Um, okay. Also, <laughs> things to think about is that cosmetics, lotions, Shampoos, soaps, toothpastes, and all of the things that we put on our body often contain things like parabens, um, phthalates, and other chemical compounds. And many of these have estrogenic activity. Okay, so remember I talked about xenoestrogens and how they mimic estrogen in our body, but they're synthetic. They're not made by our own body. So it kind of kind of causes chaos when we take this in, but it's not just going to come in through the food and water. It's also the things we're putting on our, on our body, right? So in fact, the average person, I found this also kind of surprising, but I can see totally how this happens. The average person uses between 10 to 15 body products a day. Okay. And these products that we're using can equal out to about 126 different ingredients that we're putting on our body that's being absorbed, okay? It's just like the food that we put in our mouth, it's just like putting food on our body. It's the same thing. Our body is absorbing the same thing. This exposure can quickly contribute to high estrogen levels, believe me. It's probably one of the things that contributes to it um, at the highest rate. You'd think that beauty products would be regulated for safety. However, you may be surprised to learn that they are regulated by an internal review board. So that just means that the products that are regulated, uh, I mean, the products that are being regulated are regulated by the companies that produce them. So it's no wonder that all sorts of hidden endocrine disruptors are found in these products that we use every single day. So xenoestrogens in our um, skincare products are especially harmful because like I was saying, they are absorbed directly into our tissues. Okay. So it's going into our body, but it's going straight to our tissues. They never have the chance to be uh, detoxified through our liver. You know, the food that we eat at least gets broken down. We have to go through the digestive process and it gets into the bloodstream and all of that. And there's this whole thing. But when we put it on our skin, it's just going straight into our tissues. So be wary of all of that. Be wary of deodorants and other personal care products that can contain things like unspecified fragrance. I feel like you know, we think, oh, fragrance, that's not a big deal, but really they can put the word fragrance on the label and it can mean virtually anything. And unfortunately it tends to be a catch-all term for 
those hidden phthalates or other hormone disrupting chemicals that can lead to estrogen dominance. All right. So just be aware because it's something super important and it is something that we can control. All right. Our gut microbiome also regulates um, circulating estrogen. And it does this by using an enzyme known as beta-glucuronidase, okay, another big word. When your microbiome is out of balance, as it is the case if you have SIBO, which is uh, stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, these enzymes can't properly metabolize estrogens. Uh, so you are more susceptible to breast cancer and other conditions caused by estrogen dominance. So it's really important for us to make sure that we're focusing on keeping that gut healthy and happy. All right, plastic also is something that we can definitely have control over because plastic in all of its forms, including you know those plastic water bottles, uh, the food wrap that we put on our, um, our leftovers, the storage containers that we're using, they all contain the hormone-mimicking xenoestrogens that are responsible for estrogen dominance. What happens is that they can leach into what we're eating and they can leach into what we're drinking and they can cause major problems for our health. Even products that are marked uh, BPA-free, you'll see a lot of times like water bottles and things like that or plastic Tupperware stuff that will have a little label that says BPA-free. Even those are not safe. And in fact, may contain chemical, they may contain chemicals um, whose effects on high estrogen levels aren't as well known. So it's not something that we just go, oh, okay, we're safe. I wish it was, you know, sometimes marketing is just very effective, but it's not very accurate. Um, the thing too with plastics is what even makes them a little bit more harmful to us is when they are heated up. So like microwaving in with plastic, um, putting them in the dishwasher and then also just even exposing your plastic into sunlight, you know, sometimes like putting it on your, uh, you know, in your car and it's just cooking in there. Like it's what it's doing is it's increasing the estrogenic activity of that plastic even more. So just be really careful with that. Uh, perhaps even more surprising is that every time you take a receipt, okay, from the store, I feel like there's so many of us that have never known this, um, so those of us that are shoppers and especially you girls that are maybe working that cash register, just be aware of this. You may be dealing a blow to your hormones every time you're touching a receipt. Receipts printed on thermal paper are a major source of endocrine disrupting um, BPA. And people who handle receipts frequently have significantly elevated levels of BPA when they do urine tests and they have are just at a much greater risk of developing estrogen dominance. And because all of these xenoestrogens that I've talked about are absorbed through the skin, like the plastics and the cosmetics and all of that, um, and these receipts, it's more, it is going through our skin. So it's a more direct hit to our system. And I can't like emphasize this more. It's just a really major factor in, in estrogen dominance. So just be aware, be aware. Also, don't want to forget this either. There's just, like I said, so much I can tell you guys. Similar to plastics, something else that we need to be aware of is heavy metals. Okay. We're exposed to a lot of heavy metals such as cadmium, uh, copper, lead, and mercury. Yeah. Um, and all of these actually have estrogen mimicking properties too. The presence of these endocrine disrupting elements in our environment 
may even be behind um, the earlier onset puberty, you know, that has become the norm in our modern societies. How many of you girls, maybe you moms, how many of you are seeing your daughters like starting to mature and going into puberty as early as like nine years old? Like this is something that is becoming very common. Um, You know, my era, it was common to start, you know, hitting puberty at 12 years old, 12 to 14 years old. And before that, did you know that the common time to hit puberty was actually 17 to 18? So you can see how we're just hitting puberty so much younger and younger. And I do think that it has a lot to do with now we have plastic. Now we're just exposed to more heavy metals. Okay. The other thing to be aware of too, um, is excess body fat, especially when it's stored in the hips and in the waist and in the thighs. It's one of the leading causes of estrogen dominance. Um, Not only does fat tissue absorb and then store estrogen uh, circulating in our bloodstream, but it also synthesizes estrogen from our other hormones. Having high estrogen levels cues our body to make more fat cells too, which then produce even more estrogen. And this whole thing just creates a vicious cycle that can then lead to that estrogen dominance. So something to be very aware of as well. How many of you girls are taking hormone replacement therapy medications um, or are taking oral contraceptives? Did you know that those contain estrogen? Um, And they also are providing estrogen to the body without the necessary progesterone to maintain proper hormone balance, which then leads to estrogen dominance. The hormones used in both hormone replacement therapy and birth control also tend to be toxic because they're filled with synthetic hormones that are made in a lab. And those are not easily metabolized by the liver because our liver doesn't recognize them. So this can actually lead to DNA damage and it can can increase our risk again for breast cancer and also for endometrial cancer. Our body begins to use the sex hormone progesterone to make cortisol when we are chronically stressed. So this is another thing that I want to talk about. Um, So many of us face chronic stress, right? And so many of us are Maybe looking at the reason why we are dealing with estrogen dominance could be because we are progesterone deficient. Our body's not able to produce enough progesterone because we're constantly stressed. And like I just said, our body actually uses progesterone to make our cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And so if it's our body's thinking we're always under stress and it always needs to be creating more and more cortisol, that means it's making less and less um, usable progesterone for us. Okay. So... So now that you guys know what estrogen dominance is and where it comes from, now this is the fun part because this is where I want to share with you girls the steps that we can take to prevent high estrogen levels. All right. So if you suspect you may already be experiencing estrogen dominance, these are the things that you can do. I want to show you guys how you can clear your body of those excess estrogens and how to restore hormone balance. So the first things I always say is the first steps to take is to minimize your exposure and then clear the toxins safely from your body to reduce estrogen dominance. So eliminate all toxic foods from your diet as much as you possibly can can, that, that contain hidden estrogens. So if you're eating a lot of conventional meat, um, a lot of dairy products, and you're eating a lot of produce, Opt for grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic foods whenever possible. 
this will help you to avoid added hormones. It's going to help you to avoid added pesticides and those fertilizers. Uh, we don't need any of that. And all of that is used in conventional farming methods. So one way that you can kind of, if you're like, I can't afford to eat all organic, I can't always do that, at least go and check out your environmental working group's dirty dozen list. I'm sure you girls have heard of that. Um, it will list the 15 worst offenders. So if you can at least buy organic for those <laughs> for those foods that are listed on that list, that is going to be, um, that's better than nothing. That's a good first step for sure. Thanks to pollution and runoff, hormone disruptors, um, they're totally rampant in our water supply like we talked about. You need to try to do what you can to protect your water. So I highly recommend installing either a water filter in your house or getting a water filtration system. I personally like the Berkey, um, but there's other options out there as well. And I recommend putting these um, water filters on your taps, but also on your shower heads. Because again, you know how I talked about how effective our skin is at absorbing all of this. It's like anything we put on our body is going to be eaten. <laughs> it just is. So putting it on our shower heads is, is a great idea and important too. Also, you can switch out chemical-laden personal care products for much safer versions that are free and they're clear of any synthetic compounds, right? So all of my beauty products now are toxin-free, including my makeup that I use. Um, I use, you know, I'm still a girl. I like to use my beauty products, right? Um, I try to not, I've tried to cut back on wearing nail polish, but I did find some nail polish that is toxin-free and it's like a gel nail. So I'm trying this out and I'm going to have to test and make sure that I don't have toxins in it, but it, it says it tests out based off of the label that it should be good. But I also now am using like toxic free shampoo and conditioner, my toothpaste, my deodorant. I mean, you name it, everything that I can, I have switched out. Now I know it can be expensive to do all of this all at one time. So don't think for a second that I just threw out everything and then, you know, had to go spend a fortune on getting all of the clean toxic free products. Instead, what I did is as I ran out of my shampoo, for instance, what I would do is I would then, my when I had to buy new shampoo, I would opt for a natural variety. Um, and that's how I started to replenish my shampoo and my soaps and all of that. The other thing that I also have done is I have gotten rid of all of my plastic storage containers and my water bottles. And what I've done is I have changed them out for glass or stainless steel varieties. I don't want my food. I mean, if I'm going to spend money and have the organic food and try to get you know, my healthy food, I don't want to store it then in a container that's going to contaminate it, right? So glass and and stainless steel are safer alternatives. And there's a lot, there's a lot of places that you can buy it. And again, like I said, and to kind of make it a little easier, do it a little bit at a time, you know, just start um, switching out your Ziploc bags and maybe get some of those wax paper, um, you know, things that you can wrap your food in, or instead of using the plastic uh, Tupperware, start getting the glass, you know, versions. That's going to just make a big difference. Also, don't use those plastic water bottles. I know they're so convenient to just throw in your car and have them available. And I mean, if it's it's good to have for emergency situations, but don't have that be something that that's the only thing you drink water out of. Instead, go and invest in something um, like a glass water bottle 
For instance, Mixers has the best. You guys have been selling us out of our glass water bottles like crazy. Um, But we just um, released a new like style of them. They're super cute. So you could buy it from Mixers or just go buy it from somewhere else or get a stainless steel option and just refill it. Better for the environment, better for your body. It's a win-win, right? Also, if you are taking hormone replacement therapy, then what I want you to do is consider speaking to your doctor about um, alternative methods that can address the actual root causes of your you know, hormone imbalance issues. For instance, if you're feeling like you're in perimenopause or you're you know, having PMS issues or things like that, um, see if the, instead of just addressing those symptoms, see what natural alternative methods you can use to actually address the root causes and actually heal those issues. Um, One option that you can be aware of is what's called bioidentical hormone therapy. It is a more natural option for those of you who depend on um, hormone replacement therapy for symptom relief. It uses hormones that are extracted from plants that act just like the hormones we produce in our bodies. So our body can kind of uh, recognize it and know what to do with it just a little bit better. Now, obviously, it's not as good as the real thing, but if that's something that you are in need of, for instance, if you are needing to take a thyroid medication or something like that, look for a bioidentical hormone um, replacement. That would be the best. Also, the same thing goes for women that are using oral contraceptives to treat symptoms, things like acne or even heavy periods. How many of you girls have been, you know, having these issues and then you go to the doctor and that's what, that's the solution, right? I, you know, I'm frustrated about that (laughs) because I think I talk about it probably any chance that I get though. I just want you to know, although it does help you to relieve your symptoms now, what it is doing is it just may be throwing fuel on the fire. And in the long run, the hormones in your oral contraceptives are leading to estrogen dominance and a whole host of other associated health risks. For both hormone replacement therapy and birth control users, um, what I think is important is for you to kind of seek out other options. Now, if you're just using it for you know the symptoms, obviously I'm going to recommend her time. Okay. That's what it's meant for is to help relieve those symptoms naturally, uh, working with your body in order to help, um, your body be able to function optimally. Um, obviously this isn't going to be, can't be used. Her time can't be used as a birth control method. Uh, so for that, I, I recommend that you seek out education on possibly the fertility method and you can know, there's all kinds of other natural birth control options like condoms and, abstinence and you know all of that. So I won't spend time on that on this episode, but those are some things that if you're like, hmm, I need to look into that, you could go and um, probably Google any of those terms and you would be able to find all kinds of helpful information. All right. Also take measures to relieve your stress. Uh, do things like yoga or meditation. You know, I'm a big lover. I love doing yoga and meditating every day. Also make sure you're getting adequate sleep at night to let your body detox and recover from stresses of the day. That's when our body is actually doing that work. So it's really, really important. Um, Participating in as many stress-reducing activities lessens our risk of estrogen dominance. One of the best ways to clear our body of excess estrogen and achieve proper hormone balance is to support our optimal estrogen metabolism and detoxification. And it's especially important for those who are dealing with estrogen dominance or those who have been exposed to xenoestrogens 
And it's also critical for those who have a family history of hormonal cancers or who have had hormonal cancer and are now in remission. Now, this is my situation. I haven't had cancer. I shouldn't say that. But I've talked before about some of the things that I do every day or a couple times a week to help my body with detoxification. I have a liver disease that makes it very hard for my body to process you know, and detoxify and metabolize um, estrogen and other hormones and other toxins, okay? So I'm just going to share a couple of the things that I do um, because I feel like hopefully it can be helpful. Uh, first thing I do is I focus on my gut health, okay? And I really, really focus, you know, doing everything I can to help with full elimination. Now, I talked about this a couple um episodes back in a little more detail. Uh, you can go and listen to, I think it's episode 71 if you wanted to learn more about that. But I just wanted to point this out. The reason I start with my gut health is because no matter how good my liver is functioning, if I'm constipated or if you're constipated, we're not going to be able to um, get toxins out of our body. And then what happens is those toxins then are reabsorbed and then they're recirculated through our body again. And then the liver has to deal with them all over again. And it just is this whole, you know, unhealthy cycle. And it's what's causing this estrogen dominance. A lot of times it's because our body isn't able to, um, detoxify through the detoxification pathways. So some of the things that I do every day, let me just share what these are just because you may be interested. Who knows? So obviously main thing, I try to drink a lot of filtered water. Okay. Uh, I try to drink about a hundred ounces. Now, that's not for everybody. Like, I just feel like do what you can. You can kind of fill, you know, how you're feeling. Um, also, when you go to the bathroom and urinate, you can hopefully see that you've got plenty coming out and that it's nice and clear and not bright yellow. Um, that's how you'll know that you are hydrated, okay? Obviously, I love drinking all of my mixers products. That helps me to get the um, hydration that I need. And I drink my Her Time daily every single day. That is important. It, that Having that consistency has been huge. Also, I drink Her Time Classic during the 10 days around my menstrual cycle. Plus, I take a couple of other supplements. But I have found that um, taking the Her Time Daily, I remember I created it because I needed support personally um, for my body to be able to kind of combat estrogen dominance. I, was, I deal with estrogen dominance because of my liver issue. And then that's kind of created other problems with my thyroid and so on. And so the ingredients that are in her time are actually, they are meant to help, um, to help our body, support our body to produce optimal levels of progesterone to counterbalance estrogen. They also have ingredients that help to um, support our liver with that metabolization and detoxification and all of that. So that's why if you girls are dealing with estrogen dominance, I cannot tell you enough like her time is your friend and her time daily at least. And if this is something that you're dealing with several symptoms, um, I suggest doing the her time complete care package because that will give you both her time daily plus 10 servings of her time classic every single month. I also, you know, I've talked about this on my social media. I think I've mentioned it here on this um, podcast before in previous episodes. I eat a carrot salad every day. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but it's just a simple carrot salad. Carrots are amazing. They have these fibers in it that help to kind of absorb estrogen in our gut. They work like a little scrub brush. Um, and then in this carrot salad, what it does is I also put a little bit of um, apple cider vinegar, or you could use white vinegar or whatever vinegar you like, plus some um, 
which I should say the vinegar actually has good probiotics, natural probiotics, which is great and helps. Um, but I also put a little olive oil and olive oil is known to help break down estrogen. Okay. So both the vinegar and the oil are helping to kind of break down and, and do the help with the detoxification and the carrot itself is helping to kind of give me lots of fiber and kind of help that whole like gut detoxification <laughs> helps me with elimination. There we go. That's the best way to say it. I also eat tons of cruciferous vegetables. I try to get loads and loads of um, veggies, those kinds of veggies like cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts like that pretty much every single day and sometimes a couple times a day. Um, but I also recommend if you girls are aware, there's a supplement out there that's called DIM. I'm not going to say what it stands for because it's a whole huge long word. It's a mouthful. Um, but if you can get a good high quality DIM supplement too, um, I take that with my hurt time. That's what I was talking about when I say other supplements. DIM is usually the equivalent, like one capsule is usually the equivalent of about 20 pounds of cruciferous vegetables. So I'm saying I eat the cruciferous vegetables plus I take that supplement DIM to help um, support my my liver, okay? Um, but I also eat probiotic-rich foods each day. So not just that um, apple, apple cider vinegar, but I try to eat kimchi or you know other things like that. I love kombucha, all of that kind of stuff. I try to get something like that into my body each and every day. Plus I do things um, with movement, right? So I spend at least 20 minutes on my little um, rebounder, which is like your little mini tramp. What that does is it helps to stimulate my lymphatic drainage um, I also dry brush. So if you're familiar with that, um, I'm sure many of you girls are, um, it's all the same purpose. It kind of helps to kind of get the lymphatic system moving, which helps with detoxification. I also spend about 30 to 50 minutes, um, in an infrared sauna at least five days per week. And then while I'm in the infrared sauna, I also am using a castor oil pack over my liver and, that is super helpful and and I feel a big difference with that, especially when I'm consistent with that type of um, therapy. Um, yeah, also <laughs> twice a week, maybe TMI, I do a hydrocolonic therapy. Uh, again, because if if things aren't coming out on that end, then it doesn't matter how great my, my liver is functioning, all the help, all of these other things that I'm doing to help with detoxification, it's not gonna do much because if I can't get it out of my body, then it's just going to get recirculated. So, so yeah, so not that everybody needs to do all of this. Um, I do this because I have a liver disease, like I mentioned, and it, that disease makes it really hard for my body to metabolize and detoxify excess estrogen and all of the other hormones and toxins that I'm exposed to. Um, but I share what I'm doing with you girls because you may not be aware of these types of natural therapies and um, maybe you guys will want to try to implement some of them. So if you have any other questions or whatever, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to kind of go into a little bit more detail about any of those. Also on my social media, it's soul happy and healthy. Um, I talk about this. I talk about things like this a lot on our, um, here on this podcast and then also on our mixers, social media pages on our um, private Facebook page, her place by mixers on Facebook. If you guys wanted to join, I go into a lot of these, um, these subjects and these different therapies and things like that. I feel like whatever I can do to support my 
my body's own natural detoxification processes, the better, right? And the same thing goes for you. We have so much power over our health. So I don't want you guys to forget that. That's important for you girls to remember that. There's so much power in our hands. And I love sharing this information for you. You can tell I am very passionate about it. It's something that I walk the walk and I can tell you that it's worth all of the effort. I hope you guys don't get overwhelmed with all of the information that I'm sharing with you because I know sometimes we can get analysis paralysis, right? When we feel so overwhelmed with thoughts about like, where do I even start? Where do I begin with all of this? Let me just say, just take baby steps, right? It's what we can do. It's what we do consistently each and every day that determines our health, right? For the long term. We don't become estrogen dominant overnight and we're not going to be, we're not going to solve the problem of estrogen dominance overnight either. So just know that, that it's possible to heal our hormone imbalance and it is possible to reverse estrogen dominance. All right. I know this one went a little bit long. I told you there's a lot that I can share with you about this topic. There's even more that I could share and we'll have to do that in another episode. I hope you learned something new. And if not, then I hope you were reminded about the nutrition and lifestyle strategies that you you guys can start to refocus on. Maybe you've done them before. Now it's time to recommit and start working on them again. All right, please join us again next Tuesday. Jess and I are going to be back with a really fun guest. Um, So make sure you girls, if you're not subscribed to the It's Her Time podcast, go subscribe now. And because what happens when you do is, first of all, you're going to be notified. Plus, you're going to be the first ones to have access to our episodes. These episodes come out every single Tuesday and every single Friday. So lots of fun stuff that we've got to still talk about. And so tune in each of those days and we'll continue that conversation. Until then, you guys, thanks again for tuning in to another Deep Dive Friday with me. I do feel so honored whenever you spend time with me. Have a happy and have a very healthy weekend. Give yourself something to do that sounds super fun and give yourself some self-care. You deserve it and your health really does depend on it. All right, until next week, you girls take care and we'll talk soon. All right, bye. This episode is brought to you by Her Power. Show up in life focused, on point, full of energy, but without the crash and habit-forming behaviors that caffeine can cause. Her Power is a non-stimulant energy supplement that provides stamina, concentration, mental support, and mind clarity. Struggle with a racing mind, anxiety, or feel consistently tired? Her Power is your answer. Check us out on social media at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or at mixers.com.